welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And can you believe we are nearly weeks away from 2021? I mean, seriously, we all have been wishing for this year to end and it is right around the corner. Well, to finish the year off right, I am talking with one of my very best friends, Dr. Kara Pepper, and we are going to talk about permission. That's right, because you get a permission prescription today. Well, let's get into this conversation and then stick around afterwards for my kick of encouragement. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, my fellow burnout coach, really my my friend friend. Like I want everybody to know as we're recording, Kara and I met each other on Instagram and at first I had a little bit of like FOMO that I was missing something because she was posting these amazing things about burnout and studies. And then I was like, you know what? I just need her in my life. And that's where it started. We got to meet in real life before the COVID took everybody out. And that is one of the biggest things I'm most thankful for in 2020. Me too. Not once, but twice did we get to meet, which is like the best. We're in real life friends now. So what a gift. Exactly. Well, friend, I'm so glad to have you back here on Dr. Me First. Tell all the people out in podcasting world who don't know about your amazingness, who you are, what you do, and what we're going to talk about. Yeah, well, I'm Kara Pepper. I'm a practicing primary care internist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm a certified life coach for physicians. So you and I met because of our personal and professional experiences with burnout, but you know, burnout is one piece of the things that we coach around. So that just feels like, I call it my jobby. It's like so fun. It brings me so much joy to really be able to help our colleagues. So that's how we met. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about permission today which I feel like is a super like loaded word that we get to unpack and have a lot of fun with. Yeah. So start me off when you texted me the other day and you're like, Hey, I want to be on the podcast. I want to talk about permission. What were you thinking? Uh, You know, a lot of the things that we coach around come from personal experience. So I am like a hardcore rule follower, black and white thinker, you know, lots of perfectionism in my life as a professional ballet dancer. And now as a doctor, And so giving myself permission to break those rules, just like Devin talked about on your podcast last week, it's exactly that. So a lot of the things that I've personally had to overcome really started from a place of just giving myself permission to acknowledge that there might be another path forward instead of following the rules. And what does it take in terms of bravery, in terms of curiosity, in terms of all those things to just allow yourself to have some permission to imagine what's possible for your life. Yeah. Cause you know, for so long we thought there was, there was no wiggle room that there was no, it just, it was it just is. And so I think that is an amazing part of the journey to realize that you always and forever have permission. Inherently. And no one has to give it to you. And that is actually the thing that's the hardest for me is giving myself permission. I often find that I'm the last to do that, that other people are like, why are you doing those things? You know, it's okay to, to explore. So permission has been the theme of my 2020. And, you know, because there's no rules, we've never parented or practiced medicine or partnered during a pandemic. We get to make up the rules as we go and give ourselves permission to write the ones that really work for us now. 
So I'm kind of curious, what do you think it is about that we are the, we're so able to like give permission to others, to our friends, our family, but we, it's like the last line to give ourselves permission. I think it comes from a couple of places. Like one inherently is this place of what does worth mean for us as individuals? And so in this performative society that we live in, where we have to earn and perform in order to feel qualified, particularly as women, particularly as women in healthcare, being able to show that show our worth externally. So giving ourselves permission really helps us own that inherently we're worthy without doing anything at all, just by existing, just by showing up, that is our worth. So that's really for me was the first step in saying, I don't have to do anything else ever. I am perfectly perfect where I am right now. So uh, that's the first step for me, at least in permission. And with my clients, it's just owning that they're inherently worthy where they are. And then allowing yourself from that place of self-compassion and curiosity to say, what would life look like if it weren't this? What would I miss? What's working great? What do I want to change? And what do I need in this next decade of life that might look different than where I've come from? Yeah, I think those are two super powerful. Gosh, getting away from like my productivity determines my worth is huge. It's still a wall that I am trying to tackle over and over again. I feel like I have a step stool now and I can see over it, <laughs> but I'm not quite there. Not not conquered that one at all. And it's interesting how in life that comes up and starts looking like different things, but yet it's the same challenge. Oh, yeah. I mean, very tangibly, you know, in our professional physician lives, we're measured by RVUs. In fact, many practices will rank you in terms of your RVUs and who's the most least productive. So, I mean, if that's not in your face, I don't know what is. But, you know, we all know that being in the room with a patient, for example, and you make that connection and then you really have that magical aha moment, like there's not an RVU value for that, right? So in your own life, you know, this dream that we set out for ourselves when we're 10, 15, 20 years old, and then we just keep staying on those train tracks, like doing the thing to get to our goal. So many of us wake up around, you know, in our thirties, maybe early forties and say like, there's something missing. Everything's fine, but like something's not right. And like, what is that next thing I need to give myself permission to try, especially if it looks different than what I have now? Yeah. I love that spot that you talk about of like, okay, I've done all the things, I've checked all the boxes, like now what? And I know you love swimming in the waters of now what with people. Yes, absolutely. That what's next. So like on the su- on the surface, like so many people will say, well, I'm up for this leadership position. Like what's next? What does that look like? I want to show up as my best self. Or like, I think I want to leave medicine. I'm not sure, you know, what's next? Like, what does that look like? And so that mess, that space that we're you know, not trained to be comfortable with discomfort, like that discomfort is so exciting for me, especially when it's not me having to experience it personally, because sometimes I get stuck in the mess too. But it's so fun to be in it with someone else and really just shine a light forward for them and say, you know, this is the path that's really meaningful for you, the one that you've created for yourself. Yeah. And I think going back to your word permission, like giving yourself the permission to even look down that path and that it probably is going to take like a 90 degree turn instead of staying forward just to look and to see what that is, I think is super, super powerful. So if there's people sitting out here listening to us talk today and they're like, all right, all right, like give me some tangible takeaways as far as what it means and, and what it is to give myself permission and to be asking the questions of like, what next? 
what what would you throw at them? You throw some stuff at them, then I'll throw some stuff at them. How about that? So one is just to acknowledge that that like nagging discomfort is there to teach you something. It's not something to avoid or put on a shelf or say like, Ugh, I'm going to blow the roof off this place if I acknowledge that. Like one, just get curious. What is it trying to teach you? What is the thing that it's trying to tell you? Maybe it means you stay with what you're doing, maybe not. And then the second thing is give yourself permission to just explore without any consequences, without any financial ties, without people pleasing, without having to worry about messing up. Like what are the many, many possibilities of what that thing is trying to teach you and where it's trying to lead you? And just get curious. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't have to commit. Just get curious and see what's there for you. Yeah, exactly. I love those. All right. The two that I wrote down to bounce off of that is desires. I think many times as women, we have gotten the programming that like our desires are not, they're not worthy, that they're frivolous, that we shouldn't want things. And if we do go after that, then that says something about us of who we are and defines us. I've been really pushing back on that lately. Like I've been really digging into like, what is it that you've been desiring? What is it that makes you so super jealous that you have to block that person? Like when you're scrolling, because I think we have to lean into that. As you're saying, like the, the big nagging discomfort, like really digging into that, because obviously there's something in your subconscious mind that says, I freaking want that. And I am so pissed that that woman has it. And I think we can come at it from a good perspective of being like, instead of she has it, I can't, but recognizing like we all can have it however it looks like for us. But I would encourage people like giving yourself the permission to indulge. Yes, totally. So those feelings that are like so kind of icky, like envy or jealousy or mm, resentment, really it's coming from a place of desire, like you said. And so that feeling is so uncomfortable. We're just like, you know, this unfollow cancel culture society. When in reality, if you just listen, like maybe it's pointing you in a direction that you really want to go in. So instead of avoiding it, you can actually lean in, like you said. So I got a funny story about this. So I have a few people now that are in like my closest area that I can actually do in-person coaching now, which super excites me. Because like, you know, up to this point, like it's been 100% virtual. But anyway, one of my clients, she's like, will you meet me at the nail salon and get our nails done? Kara, I'm telling you, I have not gotten my nails done probably like professionally early 2000s. And it was one of my things that I made it mean something like if I'm the kind of woman that goes and gets her nails done, then that means I'm lazy. Then that means that I'm spending money unnecessarily like I had all these kind of quote unquote rules about what it would mean. But when my client was like, let's go do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't even know, but okay. And I should you not like now that I've done that and like indulged in that. I took Catherine the other day for the first time ever and she got green glitter nails. And like the look on her face of this little girl getting her nails done for the first time and then like trimming it and rubbing lotion on her hand and putting the green glitters on priceless. Absolutely. That place of, you know, we talk often about self-care not being selfish, but I think it's even a step beyond that for so many of us who've just worked, worked, worked for many reasons out of drive and out of desire to do that. I think we lose our ability to purely appreciate joy 
and doing something just because it's fun. We're allowed to have fun. It doesn't have to be with a purpose, right? Your next step, Aaron, I'm going to coach you now, is to just go get your nails done without your client, right? Like you can just do that because it's just pure pleasure, right? So allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to like, if that's something that's really missing in your life, you can just give yourself permission to just be happy and it's okay. Well, and giving yourself permission to like, you don't have to get the like big Cardi B nails. Like you can go get clear nail polish, but just the fact of like going in there, letting somebody else like try to tame these nasty cuticles. <laughs> but I mean, I, I it is, it's, and it's so funny how, oh, I don't do that because that's not, you know, and, and just like you said, getting curious with it. And the other thing, so I wrote down desire and my other word was imperfect. Really giving yourself the permission to do it imperfect, like do mm-hmm. it dirty. Just go for it and whatever happens, happens. So we're coming up in my Burnout to Badass group. Every time I have a cohort, I always talk about white space. I always talk about like doing things that have absolutely no purpose because, you know, growing up in the Midwest, even our hobbies freaking have productivity. Like we garden so we can feed the whole church. We make blankets so babies are warm. You know, we crochet hats when it gets cold. And that has been another wall that I haven't quite surpassed yet. But having just white space, like to do things that are imperfect and just for like the joy of it. I never could understand like the Buddhist monks who would do the like elaborate sand art. And then just blow. And then wipe it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, like put some, you know, like decoupage on it or something. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and one of the things that really triggers me exactly for that, our children learn and relate and grow through play. And like, I don't know exactly when it was that I lost my ability or lost touch with my ability to do that. But when my son says like, hey, mom, can you sit on the carpet and play with me? And that feeling comes up in me, you know, that feeling where you're like, I have so much work to do. I can't do that. Like, that's like a really helpful sign to just be like, it's okay to just be and have purely imperfect play and make a mess and know that there's going to be cleanup on the back end. But the purpose is not productivity. The purpose is human connection. The purpose is being able to just exist without any metrics associated with that. You know, that time is worthy. That's the mm, I'm going to give you coaching homework because I think you need to sit and think of your own timeline of when you stopped playing. Cause I did this. Mine was actually like right around like sixth grade, fifth transitioning into sixth grade. I can, after I've like combed through my like memories, I even like found some old boxes with notes and like journals, and like stuff that I had wrote. And I literally wrote, it's time for me to stop playing and start growing up. I found that in like a sixth grade notebook. And I was like, oh, little Aaron, like, no, it's okay. Bring her out. She can play again. Yes. Mine was actually, I finished residency, had a baby 16 days later. I took my boards and I started working in my practice where I currently am all within three months. And it that's when it happened actually, because I literally was just in survival mode. And I was just like anything that's not quote productivity driven, anything that's not necessary. I'm just getting rid of it. So I've added slowly back in my daughter is now 12 things like reading a book, you know, just for fun and sitting down and playing Legos. That's also okay. Yeah. Like starting to do these things that I realized I just let go because there wasn't 
there really wasn't a lot of time to do it. But now that I have the time, like it's okay just to add those things back in. So yeah, that was a big awareness point for me was I realized I hadn't had a library card in like decades. And that's like, you know me and you know how big of a reader I am now, which is what I used to be. But like in the dark age, there was a gap. If it wasn't like up to date or the AFP journal or like something that I needed to do for CME for a patient case, like I didn't read anything for fun. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially now in this coaching world where we're learning this new skill set and we're, you know, we went through all this training to be a doctor. Now we're learning how to coach. And so my, my reading became self-help books, which at the end of the day, when I'm like dreading the reading, like that's not helpful. Right. So just reading for the sake of pleasure, that is what I've given myself permission to do in recent years. Thanks for the reminder on that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Kara, it's so great to talk to you on the podcast, even though I know we have lots of text conversations all the time, but I'm glad we got to record it so that other people can see the things we talk about and chew around and all this fun stuff. Talk a little bit about what you got going on on your website. I know you are the, (laughs) I love it that you're as much of an overachiever as I am because you made a PDF to go along with this recording, but tell people about how they can get their permission granted prescription that you made for them. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, by, you know, the powers vested in me by the state of Georgia (laughs) as, as your uh, unofficial coach are giving you permission to like, just explore these things. So there is a worksheet if you're interested in just like getting curious and giving yourself a little permission um, to look into what is next for you. You know, that nagging thing that you want to acknowledge, you haven't quite given yourself permission to, to explore. It's just some like basic starting points for that. You can find that on my website, which is carapeppermd.com. And then for people who really want a deep dive in January, we're starting a women's group for just this. We're going to coach around these topics, like all those friction points that we're running up against, you know, permission, imagining what your future is going to look like, stay in medicine, not, you know, how to be effective at work, how to make peace with work, how to make peace at home and deal with relationships, all those friction points. So I'm super excited about that. I love it. I'm super excited too to be a fly on the wall for that stuff too. Because that's a fun thing in the coaching community. It's not like just always like a give. There's a lot of like take and receive. And so I love whenever you do teaching and I get to come hang out with you. So yeah, definitely join us in there. Well, we're going to end this recording and we're actually going to get a little bit more personal and do a Patreon exclusive one. So if you aren't in the Patreon group, but you want more conversations that I'm having with wonderful guests. If you want more information, more tangible takeaways, or just more Aaron Wiseman sass in your life, come on over to the Patreon group. Me and Kara are going to hang out a little bit more and talk about this. And plus, it's a really fun space to be in. Thanks, Kara, for coming today. Thanks for having me. what it's like to hang out in a group with me, to catch me live in person and around all the other amazing women who listen to this podcast. Well, I want to invite you to our monthly free, totally free masterclass that happens the last Sunday of every single month at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's right. So much fun, so much collective goodness all in one place. We're still doing the Be Happy Now series. And so I break down a topic each month that will help propel you into living a life where you can 
be freaking happy now. So if interested, jump on the website, burntouttobadass.com and sign up for this next month's masterclass. I can't wait to see you there. Can you tell that I love me some Dr. Kira Pepper? I mean, seriously. Okay, well, we better get into this kick of encouragement today. It actually comes from inspiration inside of the Burnt Out to Badass group, which we just started the new cohort and it has already been phenomenal. So yeah, there that is. But anyway, within the group, we were talking about fears. We were talking about the monster in the basement all that good stuff. And one of the participants, I'm going to give her a shout out, Dr. Stella Evans, she posed the most amazing question to us as a group, like totally just dropped a bomb on our head. So I was coaching with another person in the group around, she's getting ready to go for promotion in her academic center. And it's a lot of work and it's the middle of COVID. And honestly, she really doesn't care, but she feels stuck like that she has to do it. And the question that Stella offered was, is the pain of disappointing your department chair worse than the pain of betraying yourself? Oh my God. I'm going to use this question all the time because we could substitute in anything. Is it disappointing somebody when we said yes, but now we really need to say no? Is it looking like a flighty doctor who changes jobs often, but who's really just looking for what she can just be magnificent in? Is it something else in your life? We could sub anything into this question of, is the pain of, insert the thing you're fearful of, painful of, disappointing your boss, your spouse, your children, whatever it is, worth the pain of betraying yourself? Meaning like going ahead and doing that action. To me, that makes it so clear when you weigh it out like that. Yeah, in the moment, who really wants to look like an idiot? Who really wants to pull out of commitments that they've already said that they would do? Who really wants to quit three or four jobs in a row in two years? I mean, none of us want to do that, but we have to step back and look at our why. And like, are we betraying ourselves by staying in that? And I think a lot of times, We do stay in the shoulds or the supposed to or the right thing to do, and we neglect ourselves. So you try this question on for yourself. I'm going to say it one more time. Is the pain of, insert your problem, worse than the pain of betraying myself? Mm. We're going to take that one to the bank. Thank you so much, Dr. Stella Evans. You are amazing. All right, my friends. If this is something you're interested in, I'm telling you, These burnt out to badass groups, yes, I facilitate them. I lead them. It's my curriculum. I get so much goodness out of it every single Sunday. And we have a free masterclass coming up soon. So you can get a little snippet of what it's like to be a part of this amazing badass community. And I totally invite you to come and hang out there. It is such a fun space. It's always the last Sunday of every month is the free masterclass. That's right. I give away a free class every single month for every single one of you, because again, I want to meet you. I want to see your smile. I want to get to know you so that I can help you more. So come join me in the show notes. You're going to find out more about it. And it wouldn't be the end of an episode unless I gave you my ending statement. But before I do, I just want to tell you, 
great job in 2020. You have done the absolute best that you can with what you have been handed with, and I am proud of you. And with that, remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Heavy lids, one, two.